Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, Chiefs fans. It is finally Friday. Welcome to February 17th. We've got a great show for you. We're going to go over... Another position group, come dig into it and give you that view. Check out the rest of the podcast network for us. The Locked On NFL Draft Show is incredible. John Ledyard and Luke Easterling have taken that over, and they're doing a heck of a job. And right now, uh, yesterday's episode, by the time you're listening to this, they got Matt Miller on there, draft guru from Bleacher Report. Uh, Also, a fairly local Kansas City guy, so check him out. You want to hear what he has to say. It's going to be great. Now, we're gonna before we get talking. There's a little bit of news that's going on. A couple of really uh, details that slip by a lot of media right now, and I just want to bring them up because I find it kind of appalling. But first of all, uh, the reported amounts of what's going to happen with Nick Foles in terms of his option falling from being reported originally as 10.75 million uh, turns out it's only 6.75, which. You know they're going to let him go. Uh, it's it's been confirmed through a couple of different sources that he's going to be let go, and that's not anything unexpected. But we're expecting to get almost eleven million dollars in cap space because of it. So I think what John Dorsey has in front of him is a little bit bigger of an obstacle. Uh, only getting less than seven back and trying to get free agency done with the the, the two names that we've been talking about for weeks, as well as probably a couple of other guys they'd like to retain. So. It makes the job a little bit harder. It makes restructuring someone else uh, even more important to trying to get some cash out of them. So we'll see what comes with it. Now, secondly, according to BJ Kissel from the Mothership, evidently Josh Bauga is a free agent. Uh, We all thought he signed a three-year extension that would take him through this next season under contract uh, and really lock him down if you look at it on the the contract reporting sites uh he wasn't gonna be much of a saving so you didn't think he was a candidate to get cut very easily uh unless his performance really lagged or that injury held on but at this point it looks like he's a free agent um I, I don't think uh there's any reason to bring him back uh if you've listened to this show you know that we've talked about it ad nauseum that uh He's not any better than Rameek Wilson against the run, and he doesn't give you anything in the passing game that really stands out. So keep an eye on that. Um, The big news of Thursday is that uh, there's going to be a lack of a trade in Dallas, but it looks like Tony Romo expects to hit free agency, and that's uh, that's something that changes part of the equation, and you you can just prepare yourself right now. The Romo talk is about to explode because if you don't have to be saddled with his current contract, we're giving up players for him. It makes bringing him into a roster a little bit more palatable. Uh, I still don't think Kansas City has any business going near him because, you know, 
four or five snaps and the guy's going to be laid out for the season again. But, um, you know, somebody's going to give him a contract. It might even be here in the AFC West. So I would not put it past the Denver Broncos to take a good hard look, uh, try and get a, a veteran in there who, even if he does get hurt, is still in a position to tutor Simeon and Lynch and maybe get them, you know, maybe if you have three quarterbacks on your roster, you can build one eventually. I don't know. Keep an eye on that and let's see what happens with it. But let's get into today. So today, let's talk about the outside on the defense. We've covered some of the other positions, you know, the the extreme athletes on the outside on the offense, but uh, you can't clone Marcus Peters. As much as you'd like to have six of them, you can't do it. So other than... Are we sure about that? Well, I heard him. Dolly's a, a lamb or something, right? I haven't heard him work on a human yet, so I guess we'll see. But if so, I, I nominate him to be one of the first. How's that? That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, obviously, as long, far as, long as we get him. Right, yeah, right. Don't want to spread those around too much. But, so, folks, it, foregone conclusion, Mark Peaser, it has that side of the field, lockdown, end of story. Going from there, this season in 2016 saw a lot of change to what the expectation was and the performance of those guys opposite him. Yeah, we pick wherever you want to start, Chris. I mean, what's what's your impression of who can be the number two? You know, honestly, it really comes down to was Terrence Mitchell a flash in a pan or was he the real deal? Um, to me, Terrence Mitchell played very well. Uh, I think that it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to improve over the off season. If he is able to improve or if people, you know, were able to figure out what, um, would be a good, um, way to beat him. Uh, you know, the other question is, is, is Philip Gaines, is Philip Gaines going to be healthy? Uh, is he going to be able to play? You know, obviously he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So my guess is, is that health is not going to be something that he's going to be able to uh, do anything about, and he's not going to be able to stay healthy. And they're going to have to look for moving on, look about, look at moving on from him. Uh, maybe this off season or next. Maybe not this off season, but maybe next off season. Uh, and he still got Steven Nelson, who I think has played very well. Um, so I don't want to discount what he's done. No, not at all. You know, for me, Gaines would be the first option, but I agree with you completely. I like his game when he's healthy. He's just not healthy enough. And I don't know that this team can afford in seeing what they have for what they have right this second in terms of uh, the opening for a Super Bowl window, having that quarterback, having um, if Barry should return or having guys like that. Don't waste it on on a corner. You got to shore up that side. And and I can't see them putting faith in Gaines's knee or general health going forward, uh, I think they got him do something outside of him. And if you have him, that's great. But you can't count on him is where I'm at. Well, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that he deserves to get his starting position back unless he just come and flats out, flat beats Terrence Mitchell out. And I'm not talking about in practice. I'm not even talking about in camp. I'm talking about when it gets into regular season games. Because I'm sorry, you know, you can do stuff in training camp. You can do stuff in practice. It's the games that really matter. And at this point, I don't think Philip Gaines has the opportunity to take his position back unless he can prove that he should be playing there uh, in a game situation. And I don't know that you're going to be able to see that because he just can't stay healthy. I, I, and, I agree with you completely. And that's the problem is that, 
you know, you can, if you want to give him his, his position back because he's going to be healthier over the off season, then you give away all of those possible reps that, you know, somebody like a young guy like Mitchell could be getting, or somebody like Nelson could be getting, or even a DJ white could be getting, you give away all those reps leading up to the season and hope that Philip Gaines is going to stay healthy throughout the entire season. Because if he doesn't, and he go down, goes down early on, all those reps are going to be wasted on somebody else. Exactly. I agree with you completely. And, you know, when you talk about, okay, who else could step up there? And, and Mitchell did play well this season. The thing that I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in him being able to be a long-term number two is because he's done this before. He's played well in spurts for other teams. And now that he has film out there, Playing in this particular defense, I think teams are going to be able to do study and pick him apart, much like we saw with Marcus Cooper that started out hot, and as teams were able to get reps on film, they were able to dissect him and really rip him apart. That You saw him even make a quick resurgence in Arizona, and then the same thing happened again. So I'm not sure he can be your guy, but I think he should be, uh, along with Steven Nelson, your two guys that come in uh, as the nickels or even when they got to go to four uh, corners. Well, I still want to see more from DJ White. Uh, I think his hand injury really put him back this year, and I think that he's going to be a very positive player for them moving forward. But I, I do not think that – I don't think Kenneth Acker is going to be that guy. I don't either. I, what I'd like to see is is DJ White make it stay, you know, as – honestly, if I had my way, he'd be the fifth, and I don't think Acker needs to be on this roster. I, you tell me where you stand, but I think this team, one of the priorities has to be – going out and getting a true number two that, you know, if Marcus trips and, and, and breaks his ankle and he's out for this. I know. I'm just saying you got to have a number Shut two. Your mouth. You can't have a number one and a bunch of threes. You got to have a number two. And right now I don't see one on this team. Steven Nelson plays well. I like him better in the corner. I, I'm sorry, in the nickel. Uh, but I want a true number two on this team to bulletproof them against injury, against longevity, and getting to that next round. And the AFC Championship Super Bowl has to be the goal for this squad. Well, that has to be the goal. I, I think you're shortchanging Steven Nelson, though. I think that you look at what he was able to do this season for Kansas City, and he was able to flat-out play and play very well and make some huge plays for them down the stretch that he's not given credit for. Uh, I, I think he'd be okay as the number two guy. Um, is it, is he going to be able to win every matchup? No, but I think he's still improving. I think he's getting, going to be a lot better corner moving forward. Now, can they go out and find a guy that's better? Yeah, maybe if they go out and drop somebody in the first round or second round, they can get a guy that's better. But I don't think that they're going to be able to find somebody that's going to be in the third or fourth or fifth round that could come and step in and be better a better option than he can. You know, I hear what you're saying. My only problem is this defense cannot continue the way it did in 2016 and be long-term successful because, yes, he made some great plays. In fact, a number of these DBs made plays when they needed. This team lived by the big play and the turnover on defense, but the yardage they gave up was just not something that's sustainable in the long term. They have to ratchet that down. And having a number two primary cover is what I think is going to be the key to them getting that done. Well, and that's fine. But the, like I said, they have to go out and they have to draft for it and they have to get it early. It's not going to be somebody they're going to be able to find in the second part of the draft. That's just not 
generally where you're going to get that number two guy from you're going to get him from the early rounds of the draft now there are exceptions obviously you know you got a richard sherman who's you know high quality number one but generally speaking your number twos are going to be guys that you're going to be drafting in the first second or or early third rounds i agree because corners are uh players that all teams covet yeah, and I, and I fully expect corner to be one of the priorities they're looking at at 27. And if not, definitely in the second round. You can't argue. Uh, I, I I personally honestly would li- rather see them find somebody that can uh, replace uh, Frank Zombo on, at outside linebacker um, on a more permanent basis and step in and be the number three outside linebacker and get some rush rushes because i don't think daddy nicholas is going to be there yet but um you know i i could definitely see him go corner in the first couple rounds and honestly depending on how the uh, compensatories come back it gives them a ammunition to move around the first round if they want and, and possibly move up which is such a rarity for dorsey i can't see that really happening but it also gives them volume and while you can spend one early and still be able to bring in a, a second at a, another position to need that's still a relatively you know top 100 pick because the Chiefs should have four top 100 picks this season. And I th- I'm not sure when those are announced, but we'll make sure that we go through those one by one when they are. Uh, and if not, you can package them and move up to, to take somebody like that. And I, if they get through the first two days without selecting a corner, I, I think this draft's gone terribly wrong for them. Well. And I'm not going to argue. I think that's definitely a possibility that they'll go in and do that. But you know, time will tell. I, you know, I there there are certain positions that you draft early in this draft, and maybe corner is one of them. Uh, but I don't think that's where Kansas City wants to go in the first two in the first two rounds of this draft. And do you prefer? I mean, if you had your druthers, would you right now the way it looks, either Mitchell or Nelson? Would you rather have one of them maintain that that role, or do you want a younger guy as well? I honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a younger guy, but you know, unless you're going to be able to go get one of those top corners that somehow dro- drops down the draft board, I don't think you're going to see somebody that can step in and be effective in 2017 that can be, go be that number two that you really want. So as far as I'm concerned, I I give the opportunity to Nelson and to, and to Mitchell at that point. And, you know, it's funny because Steven Nelson was really listed as the, the second starter on the outside for most of the year when you looked at, at the media and the broadcast and that kind of thing. But we all know that he played more inside and was more effective there. Do you want to see him, you know, you stay in that role? You want to see him really work on the outside more and try to put Mitchell in on the nickel? Well, I think the thing that's working against Nelson is that he is so good inside. I think that he does a very good job on the inside and that, uh, you know, that's just the, the thing. But I think he is a better – I think he could be a better corner than, than Mitchell. But, you know, with the way Mitchell played down the stretch, I think you have to give him the opportunity to keep playing uh, and see if he, he can be that guy on the outside. Uh, and, and maybe what you do is you continue to do what you do this year. And if it's two wide receivers, you go with Nelson and you go with Peters. And if it's three, then you move Nelson inside and you bring in Mitchell. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly a formula that worked. I mean, yeah, it's way more yards than I want to see given up. But you got to remember with with this crew, the Chiefs won twelve games, and they also didn't have much pass rush in a lot of those games either. 
And that's a fair point. And we are going to get to the pass rushers both uh, currently on this roster and in the draft here in the next couple of weeks. So, folks, there's, stay there's only so much there's only so much you can do when when you allow them to have five or six seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, it's a push pull. You can't have just one. Uh, you know, every secondary benefits from pass rush and every pass rush benefits from coverage. Uh, there's no way around it. And without Houston out there and the injury to D Ford, I think really tripped up uh, what they were able to do in terms of the pass rush this last season. Absolutely. So we'll see what the Chiefs decide. I want to see him go early. Chris doesn't have much of a problem with that. Uh, We'll see what they actually decide to do, but we'll be back next week. We'll have more for you on the rest of this roster, including some of the the positions we really need to talk about because they should be high priorities. And we'll get there as soon as we can. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.